Salutations! I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. Thank you for stopping and waiting for me that time, Bronwyn. I really appreciate it. I just am so excited to be back again. We're back, boys. I'm exhausted, but you know what? It's okay. I'm excited to be recording this episode, too. This is our third episode in a row, you guys, and... Boy, you am seem I tired. tired. I'm not. I'm on a roll. I'll crash and burn later, but for now, it's okay. If I just don't stop, then I won't feel like I need to stop because I won't notice how tired I am. If I keep on saying I'm tired, then I'm gonna get tired. But if I say I'm full of energy, if I pretend that it's 7 a.m. in the morning and I've just woken up, but I'm like past the point of like being sleepy, I'm just like awake and ready for the day. Then I could be like, hey, you know what? It's just the sleepies. The sleepies will go away, and I'll be able to function. <laughs> Unfortunately, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't tell myself that I'm excited and happy. And Oh, I lie to myself be... all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell myself that I'm not tired and then suddenly magically be not tired. Pretend but you're you sleepy, know... not tired. Because if you're sleepy, you can get over it. If you're tired, you need to sleep. Hmm. I've never thought of it that way. But the fact that I'm tired doesn't change the fact that I'm extremely excited to be recording this episode with you today, and it might be our third episode in the row, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a bad one. It actually means it's going to be an amazing one, and I'm excited for this episode that we have prepared today. Yeah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Ready? Okay. Can we sing? Go for it. Can we sing? Sing what? I can see your halo. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I think we shouldn't sing. Or you could. Fine. I thought we could sing to introduce the topic, but... But we're not going to do wordless first. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia, what's your wordlet today? My wordlet today is righteous, which thank you to one of our friends for mentioning this word yesterday afternoon after our club while we were waiting to be picked up and one of our friends was like oh my gosh i love this i love the word righteous i should want to use the word righteous more often so i wrote it down and now it's a wordlet it wasn't yesterday (laughs) it wasn't yesterday it was two days ago see (laughs) you confused me i was like whoa we got another day of the weekend now i'm crushed just if you guys needed any more proof that I'm tired, there you go. I thought that yesterday was Friday. But righteous means morally right or justifiable or virtuous is a synonym for it. It's a very, like, prestigious word. That's literally what I was going to say, except I was going to say prestigious. It's okay, but I literally had that word in my head. And then I didn't say it because I thought that wasn't going to fit with the word <laughs> Oh, thanks. You're making me feel great about my word choice, Bronwyn. I thought it was more like, just like, a very righteous person is like kind of snobby. Yeah, me too. Holy, but it actually means like, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I do. It actually means like morally right, and I didn't know that, and I thought it was pretty cool. It does. It does seem like a very like high and mighty word, but yeah, exactly. I I didn't know that it actually meant like you know. Stop being so righteous. Yeah, exactly. What's your wordlet today? My wordlet is hasp. Hasp? Yes, it's a hasp. So a hasp, 
is a slotted hinged metal plate that forms part of a fastening for a door or lid and is fitted over a metal loop and secured by a pin or a padlock. So do you know what it is? Do you know from that description? Can you picture what that is? No, <laughs> I mean, sort of. It's like, you know how when it's like for a gate for something, mm -hmm. like I know this isn't a universal thing, but to, for you, Sophia, at Ambler, if you're going into the goats the and goats sheep, sheep, that's and what I was that little metal thing. Yeah, that's that, a hasp. That that little metal flap that closes over it before you put the padlock on. Right. And that's a hasp. That's a really. I didn't know there was a word. Yeah. So neither did I. But how yesterday. did you figure out? Find out about this. Well, time? I was about to say yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I, I was at my debate tournament, and we're pre-debate stresses sitting there. The books that you're allowed to bring with you, the resources that you're allowed to use, are a pocket constitution, a dictionary, and a like declaration of independence, I believe. Um, so our debate coach was like, here you go, put a dictionary on the table. I was reading it, as you do, um, and there was a picture. And I was confused, because dictionaries don't generally have pictures. They can, but like it's usually for words. And there's a picture of a hasp. That's very cool. And I didn't know there was a name for it. I would have called it maybe like a latch. Yeah. But not a hasp. So now you know. Now you can impress your friends. Now <laughs> or you confuse can, your friends. Can you make sure the hasp is closed? And they'll say, um, I don't know what you're talking about. And they'll say, that's because I'm righteous and correct <laughs> and right. That's exactly, I'm sure, what all of our listeners are going to say to their friends. If you take anything away from this episode, <laughs> at least now you know what a hasp is. Yeah, you should consider yourself lucky. You are one of the few people in the world, probably, who know what a hasp is. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's so cool. Sophia, why don't we go into our topic of the week? Sure. Well, I thought it was going to be a a wonderful idea, not a terrible idea at all, no, 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 to sing our topic, not because, you know, after two episodes of, of, after talking for literally two hours, our horse is definitely, our horse, <laughs> our horse is definitely voice, our voices definitely are horse. You know, I'm not even gonna continue what I was gonna say. But See, I have it in me to do one more episode after this. I think Sophia might break. <laughs> I we'll see if I can make it to one more episode. I hope I can because it's just I, like you're you're taking a deep breath in, and then once it's all done, you can just exhale. And yeah, you and we'll feel it. so we'll feel so productive, and I'm I'm sure we'll be able to to get it done. But um, yeah, we were originally gonna sing, or I thought oh we will sing we will. Shall we sing? A dream is a wish. Your heart makes... Bronwyn abandoned me, but it's fine. So yeah, so our topic this week is dreams. And not as in dreams as in like... Aspirations. Exactly. Uh, which, spoiler. Um, but not, not as in like, oh, I, I dream of someday... <laughs> what? <laughs> it was... Okay. Listeners, you have to understand that Bronwyn just made the strangest face at me, and I don't know how to react to that. Now she's making another strange face. I was trying to be smug, but it failed horribly. Yeah. You were like, quirky. And I was very lost. Um, yeah, so 
dreams as in like you fall asleep and you dream something and then you wake up and you're like man that was a weird dream so dreams as in when you're asleep yeah yeah that's what i said you <laughs> said a bit more than that but yeah <laughs> um whoa my hair okay uh yeah but yeah we're talking about dreams today yeah and i'm really excited do you want to talk about some of the science behind dreams that you yeah, have Yeah, so down? for these past few weeks, I've found a lot of, like, the science behind different topics we've talked about. Yeah. I just find that's an interesting way to introduce them. As I said this morning, I was feeling very sciencey, so I, I googled these all up. But, so the study of dreams is known as O-neurology? O-neurology? How do you think you, you, do, you pronounce that? I can't even read the letters in it because of the font that you've chosen, so I'm not going <laughs> to help you out at all there. <laughs> it's like O-neurology or something like that. Um, so your most vivid dreams occur during deep REM sleep, or rapid eye movement sleep, when the brain Ooh, is most rapid active. Rapid eye movement? So what that is, is um, it's the most important part of your sleep, and it's the deepest sleep uh, throughout the night. And it's kind of like when your brain is... Um, resetting and getting itself set up for the next day and basically your eyes move extremely quickly throughout that time and I don't know why but your eyes are closed and they're just moving extremely quickly the whole time so this is interesting my I have a Fitbit I got a Fitbit for um, Christmas this year and it's pretty cool because I like tracking how many steps I take but something that it also does that I figured out pretty recently is that it tracks my sleep and so it tells me like how many hours I slept and how many it was actually really cool is that it tells me how many of those hours I spent awake, how many hours I spent in REM sleep, and how many how many hours I spent in light sleep and how many hours I spent in deep sleep. Mm. So it's pretty cool. So I know that for two hours and twenty minutes last night I was in REM sleep, so I must have been or I was likely to have been dreaming in those yeah. two hours. It's pretty cool. It is very cool. And some experts say we dream at least four to six times per night. I, really? It's funny because, was it just, is it just me or like, I, when I, at least when I was younger, I heard that you sleep, like, have like 60 dreams every night and every dream is like half a second long or something. Really? Oh, no, I, think, I never heard I think that. it might have been like one of my siblings was asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of realizing that now because if someone had asked me before today, how many dreams you have per night? I would have said 60 or like 100 and like really? they happen really quickly. I but I'm now thinking that I might have been lied to. I've definitely been told that you dream every night, but you don't usually remember, remember. your dreams. Yeah. But I don't know about having 60 <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, one popular... So there, no one really knows exactly why you dream, but there are a couple of theories. For one, um, one example is the theory that dreams are actually just a kind of brain fart. Or an accidental side effect, side effect of activated circuits in the brainstem and simulation of the limbic system that's involved with emotions, sensations, and memories. So well, basically, the brain is trying to interpret these random signals, uh, which results in dreams. Um, and I think because, so your conscious mind is the part that it's not conscious when you're asleep. And it's your subconscious taking over. And I think when it's just up to your subconscious to interpret it, it might I don't know a lot about neurology, but I feel like that's kind of what it's getting at. Um, your subconscious is trying to interpret these signals, and it doesn't always make sense. Mm -hmm. um, and then it also might be related to problem solving, um, and it's kind of the natural selection of, of ideas. So it's kind of just running through a bunch of um, 
potential scenarios or potential like solutions for things because I've definitely had dreams where it's like oh duh the solution is this and it's like does not make any sense but it's like subconsciously your brain is trying to figure out which ideas are worth thinking of during the day yeah that's really interesting I also kind of love that I've I've heard a couple of times that scientists don't know why we sleep and like they still haven't been able to figure that out and then by extension, they also don't know, know why we dream. It's definitely something that I think is yeah, it's, it's, it's an weird. area of science that still has a lot to be done like, yeah. to figure it out. Because if if you don't get sleep, you can't function. And I find yeah. that really interesting. That is really true. I don't... Yeah, it's weird that you... And, like, all animals have to sleep. Yeah, no matter um, what animal you are. And, like, they need a time of reset. And it's weird because it's, like... I don't know. It's weird that you have to rest your really because your brain thing. isn't shut down by any yeah. means. If, it's like, clearly still working because as evidenced by dreams. Yeah, and it also like different parts of it I think are working more because they're trying to rest the rest of your body. Yeah, and so like I don't know, like there's a your brain is always active. So it's yeah. not like you're letting like it fully rest. You're just letting your conscious mind rest, which is strange. Definitely. But yeah, it's really so, interesting. That's what dreams are. Would you like to just jump right into words? Sure. So, I know that we said uh, at the beginning of this episode that this Oh, is... I didn't know that was your word. You I'm didn't? Sorry. <laughs> That's why I said spoiler, and I didn't. Anyways. Um, I was confused. <laughs> um, I... Okay, well, I'll just say my word, and then I'll explain why I chose it, because it's different from... Um, what? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, my word is aspiration, which means a hope or ambition of achieving something or the objects of one's hope or ambition, a goal. So even though we said that, I think dream can be a synonym for aspiration, like to dream to do something, to aspire to do something. Definitely. But the reason why I chose aspiration was not because it was a synonym of dream, but because I believe that sometimes when you dream about something, it's sometimes you... You dream about something that you want to happen. This is my my personal experience anyway. Like I, I'll dream about something and be like, man, I wish that happened in real life because that was such a good dream. So that's the reason why I chose this word. And then I realized after I chose it, like, oh, this has more of this has a closer connotation to like, I dream of eventually becoming this. But I more meant like when you sleep and when you're dreaming, you sometimes find that you dream about your aspirations. And then it sometimes helps you realize your aspirations. You're like, oh, I didn't really realize that I wanted that to happen until I dreamed about it and wished that it was true in real life. Because it can be a very vivid simulation of what it would be like to achieve. Dreams can be very realistic and it's scary. Yeah. (laughs) We can talk about this after, but yes, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, So the etymology of Latin, it comes from (laughs) aspirations. The etymology of... I'm so tired. I'm sorry, everyone. The etymology of Latin comes from aspiration. (laughs) No, it's good. I'm keeping it in. It's been a lot of talking. Um, But the etymology of aspiration comes from Latin. Uh, It comes from aspirare, which I know that um, sperare is to hope. Mm. So, aspirare. Um, And then aspiratio and then English to aspire, and then aspiration in late Middle English. That's pretty cool. cool. Um, Bronwyn, what's your word this week? My word is fantasy. 
So, a fantasy is the faculty or activity of imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable, or a fanciful mentality, typically one which a person dwells at length or repeatedly, which reflects their conscious or unconscious wishes. And I think that dreams are often... Um, I actually, this comes up during a, in a couple of my quotes, and this is one of the theories of sleep, is that it's kind of a way of sorting through or letting you realize some of your conscious or unconscious, maybe aspirations um, or wishes, things that you didn't realize that you wanted to do or you liked, like you were saying, um, or things that you want to aspire to do or a goal that you have that you kind of is revealed to you in the randomness of dreams or seeming yeah seeming randomness um and i think have you ever had this where before you go to sleep you're like thinking about something that maybe you want it to happen or maybe you're just thinking of something and then when you go to sleep you dream dream about about it it. yes that always makes me so happy yeah i love when that happens yes but um it's part of my anecdotes actually really yeah but it's like that kind of it allows your fantasy to kind of feel real at least in that dream yeah so the word fantasy comes from Greek, uh, fantasy, to make visible, then fantasia, imagination or, or appearance in Greek, and then I went to Latin, then French, fan- old French, fantasy, English, fantasy with a P-H, and then fantasy with an F in late Middle English. That's pretty cool. So again, guys, you must be learning so many cool facts to woe your friends and family with. Yeah, make sure you impress them all with your new knowledge about to wow past. to wow your friends and family. <laughs> Did you say whoa? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you wow them, they will say whoa. Oh, I thought you meant whoa as in like make them sad, <laughs> like W O E. Or you could woo them with it. No, don't do that. <laughs> No, that would be weird. No, please no. (laughs) Boy, clearly we're a little out of it today. No, Um, we're ready. We can do it. I believe in us. We can do it. We can do it. Um, We have multiple quotes this week. More so than usual, actually, because I don't know how long... Not too many. Like, not insane. Just five each. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it, it'll be short. We won't go yeah, into as no, much detail as we usually do. But just because we might not have as many anecdotes because, yeah. I know, personally, I don't remember most of my dreams. Agreed. But um, we do have some anecdotes. So, Bronwyn, would you like to... Actually, wait, no. You go first. I go first. So, my, my first quote is um, a shorter part of... This is part of a long quote. But I just really liked this first part of it, and so I included it into my quotes. And it is, dreams, books are each a world. And that was said by William Wordsworth, who, which, what a cool last name. Can you imagine if your last name was Wordsworth? That is very cool. I loved that last name. Um, He was a major English romantic poet who, with Samuel Taylor Coleridge, helped to launch the Romantic Age in English literature with their joint publication, Lyrical Ballads. So they launched an age, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I don't... Sophia, did you launch an age? I haven't launched an age. I am only 15 years old, but... That's no excuse. (laughs) This is true. I guess I I should just go launch an age now, then. Um, So... (laughs) It does sound weird. That's pretty cool. So I just... 
really briefly to explain this quote, there's not much to say about this quote because it's only like seven words. But um, the fact that dreams are a world, yeah. I really loved that idea. <clears throat> because when I love the idea that when you dream, you're transported to another world. Because when you dream, it does feel like reality. And it does feel like you're really there yeah. in the dream. I know, I find that so trippy though. I know, right? So it's almost like dreams are their own reality. That's and um, the fact that you, you feel like it's real when you're there kind of proves that theory that yeah. I was trying to say. And I love that dreams are, are their own world, like they're the world of your subconscious. And so I just kind of loved the way that this person described dreams. That's beautiful, Sophia. I'm going to actually start with my last one, just because going off of like that, how trippy it is and how real dreams feel. Yeah, yeah. So my quote is, pause now to ask yourself the following question. Am I dreaming or awake right now? Be serious. Really try to answer the question to the best of your ability and be ready to justify your answer. And that's by Stephen LaBerge. <laughs> and I think this is a little bit trippy, especially so to justify to your answer, because... Anything that you say, well, it feels real, or I feel cold, or I feel warm. Well, if you were having a dream and someone said try to justify your answer, you could probably convince yourself, oh, I'm awake right now because uh, this feels real. Oh my god, yeah. No, stop it, Bronwyn, that's terrifying. So maybe you'll just wake up in a second. Like, maybe right now, like... All of a sudden, I'll be like, oh, it's only Saturday, and I have a whole... Oh, wait, you just kicked me. Never mind, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you put your feet over here as well. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, isn't that, like, trippy? Oh my gosh, I hate thinking about that. Because how do you prove that... It's always, like, pinch yourself to see if you're... But, like... But I've you could pinch yourself in a dream. I've had dreams I've, where, like, yeah. I've hurt, been hurt. Yeah. Or, like, I felt pain. Yeah. And that'll go into my anecdotes as well. Like, you wake up and you feel like, whoa, okay, wait a second. That yeah. didn't happen. Isn't that it's weird? Oh, it's, it's, like, hard to wrap your head around. But it is really cool. It is. But cool. anyway, Stephen LeBerge is, I'm butchering that. And I speak French. Is an American psychophysiologist specializing in the scientific study of lucid dreaming. Whoa. Which I didn't know you could specialize in the study of lucid dreaming. I feel like that would be something. It's kind of like, I, I feel like that would be really trippy. I, like, it's just one of those, like, professions where it's just, like, you get too in your head. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just a little strange. Lucid but, dreaming is where, like, you are awake. You can basically, you're aware. So you, you're you know kind you're of, con you're <clears throat> asleep, but you, you know you're... Um, even, actually, I don't even know if you know that you're dreaming, but you can, like, decide what you want to do or what you want to dream about. Oh, right. Um, and I remember there was a whole thing in, like, fifth grade, and this is kind of an anecdote, but it's okay, um, where everyone was like, ooh, I want to learn how to lucid dream. Yeah. And, because it sounds really cool to decide what you want to dream about. And I think we were all trying to do it, but then we realized that part of, like, one of the things with lucid dreaming is that, it might have been, like, sixth grade or so, but... Um, one of the things with lucid dreaming is that it, sometimes you'll basically hallucinate when you're dreaming and you can't move, but like 
you'll be awake and you think you see things like in your room or in the dark, but you yeah. can't move. And so like there's sleep paralysis comes with lucid dreaming. So Ooh, you no. like physically can't move. And I would, that would really be horrible for me. Yeah. I would hate that. I also kind of like the mystery of not knowing yeah. exactly what you're going to do. And I feel like I can kind of, and if then I think about one thing a lot, Right before I go to sleep, yeah. there's a good yeah, chance yeah, yeah, that I'll yeah. dream about it. Definitely. So, like, I, sure. if I really want to. I've done that before. Like, yeah. I've tried to consciously be like, all right, I'm going to think about this one thing that made me really happy, and maybe, hopefully, I'll dream about it. It's happened before. For me. I've, yeah, and yeah. it sometimes works. It doesn't usually work, but sometimes it does. Yeah. And it's very satisfying when it does. But, yeah, so just check to make sure you're awake right now. Oh, gosh. It, that freaks me out. There's no way to prove if you're not dreaming. Because, okay... It's, like, one of those things, how, like, um, like, how do you know that you're even real? And the, like, the way that you know that you're real is, I doubt, therefore I think, therefore I am. Which is a quote by What's-His-Face. Um, you know that guy? The French dude? No. Uh, well, I, he's a cool guy. He's a cool philosopher. Yeah, anyways, so it's, yeah, just make sure you're uh, not sleeping. Sophia, what's your next quote? My next quote is, um, you know you're in love when you can't fall asleep because reality is finally better than your dreams. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. And that was said by Dr. Seuss. So I'm sure everyone knows who Dr. Seuss is, but just in case you don't, um, he was an American children's author, political cartoonist, and animator. He is known for his work writing and illustrating more than 60 books under the pen name Dr. Seuss. He's a great author. Um, and I love this quote. I think it's really sweet. And um, I, oh, I also agree with it changed a little bit to be, um, you know, that you're like truly happy That's when you good. can't fall asleep because I've, I mean, I've been lucky enough to have the experience where I'm just like so happy and in such a good mood that I don't want to go to sleep mm-hmm. because I don't want that happiness and good mood to end. And I think it's really cool because a lot of times you can dream about stressful things, but the dreams that like I still enjoy dreaming because for the most part my dreams are generally pretty happy mm-hmm. so and I also love that like when you go to sleep and you dream you hope to have good happy dreams yeah um and when you don't want to go to sleep it's because you're so happy and you just don't want that happy feeling to end yeah. and so I just kind of loved that Dr. Seuss put that to words and like that and it's also kind of why you can't go to sleep when you're excited. And, well, but not even necessarily that. Just, like, when you're so happy. Yeah. And it makes sense. It, I guess he put into words why it makes sense that you can't go to sleep when you're that happy. And I, I yeah. really liked that. I really loved it, Sophia. I agree. I think, like, I know what you mean with the excitement and happiness and you're just turning that all over in your mind and it's like hard to calm your mind down from that and go to sleep. But yeah. Yeah. What's your next quote? Second quote. Second quote. Um, dreaming permits each and every one of us to be quietly and safely insane every night of our lives. (laughs) And this is by William Demont or Dement. If it's not French, (laughs) William Charles Dement is an American sleep researcher and founder of the Sleep Research Center at Stanford University. I didn't know there was a sleep research center. I guess there is. 
But yeah, it just lets everyone to be quietly and safely insane every night of our lives. Um, is it mine? Is that yours? Okay. That's just... Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I it kind of makes me think of those dreams that are a little bit crazy, a little bit insane, and that just you wake up and you're just so confused about why you dreamed about those. Yeah. And so many of those you just kind of forget about. Like, you, uh, there are many dreams where I remember them when I wake up and then I forget about them. Yeah, And I too. think a lot of them are the, a bit more of those, like, out there ones. But, I don't know, I thought that was just kind of funny. It made me laugh yeah. a little bit. I like that. It just, like, your brain's a weird place. It is. And it's weird and that dreaming it, is a weird thing. And dreaming is a weird thing, and it the stuff your brain comes up with. I know. Brains are amazing, like human brains. Yeah, of did course, you know, But also animal brains. So I was, the difference um, between human and animal brains so cool. It is so cool. I, what was it? I think I was looking at. Actually, I might have been loaded the looking at quotes for this today. No, I wasn't. Oh, I was scrolling through Instagram, through the science section of Instagram, and they were, I was looking at, like, there's a lot of physics stuff and that kind of thing, and did you know that the brain is only three pounds, but the human brain is the most complex thing in the universe? What? Oh my gosh. That's there's crazy. Like millions I also love of, how everyone's there, brain is different. Yeah. And did you know that there are like millions of neurons in your brain and each neuron is connected to 10,000 other different ones? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that insane? That makes head injuries so much more scary. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like the stuff... Dreams, I mean, not dreams. Dreams are as well, but brains are just... But like it's kind really of... Cool. There's so much to your brain. And, it's and so there's so much complexity. Why exactly. I, yeah. I just really respect brain... neurologists. Yeah, because like that, the uh, the ability to understand the incredible really complexity cool, that is the brain. But is it's like, cool how like amazing. The thing that I don't fully understand is how. Literally, so your brain is made up of cells, mm-hmm. which are made up of molecules, which are made up of elements, which are made out of, ad- molecules made up of atoms, mm-hmm. which are made up of electrons, and these particles of matter that don't have any conscious thought, or anything like that. Create, create something that doesn't exist. Like, they imagine something. They create a picture in your mind. Yeah. Like, through electrical signals and through charges, they naturally make an, a picture in your mind. And they retain memories. And they imagine in your dreams when there's a person. They recreate what that person looks like. Isn't that insane? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I wonder if animals dream. Yeah, well, have you ever seen your dog, like, twitching in the... I have seen yeah. our dogs dream. Yeah, our, my dogs will, a lot, it's the cutest thing. A lot of times they'll be lying on the ground and they'll thump their tail. Yeah, it's so I love cute. That. And then sometimes they'll pause, their paws will twitch. Yeah. Or they'll bark. It's really cute. It's very cute. But yeah, so just, if you're gonna be insane or bouncing off the walls or doing crazy stuff you don't need to you can just do it in your dreams oh (laughs) (laughs) safely in the safe without anyone having to ever know that sounds so dark it does actually kind of sound really creepy now that i think about it no one has to know (laughs) no one can know what goes on 
So my next quote I was going to read last, but it has a lot to do with the quote that you just read. And it is, dreams, if they're any good, are always a little bit crazy. True. And that was said by Ray Charles, who was an American singer, songwriter, musician, and composer. And this sort of goes back to what we were saying a little bit earlier about how we don't remember a lot of our dreams. Mm -hmm. The dreams that we do remember are either the super weird, insane, stressful ones, or like the ones that made us really happy. Yeah. And so I kind of love that idea that like, if it's a bad dream that's not very memorable, if it's not crazy you're not gonna remember it yeah and therefore it's not a good dream and I kind of liked that classification of how like dreams that are weird and insane are the ones that are good and the ones that you will remember so that's true yeah I like did I say who Ray Charles was yeah I did okay yeah no it's like the, yeah, I mean, it said everything that I was going to, yeah. but it's just... It's a short one, but I kind of loved that way, the, the that perspective, or, or way I of looking love, at like, dreams. all that your brain does when you're not trying to do anything, if that makes any sense, like... Like when you're staring at the wall? <laughs> when you're, this, like, when you try to think of a solution, like, there's a whole thing with problem solving. If you try to think of a solution for a thing, and you're focusing all your energy on it, sometimes it can be a lot harder to think of a solution than if you go for a walk in the woods. Or if, for example, you sleep, and you let your brain kind of, just kind of relax, because it'll naturally come up with a solution a lot of the time. Um, whereas if you're focusing all your en energy on it, it's like trying to come up with a solution by using just one part of your brain. But if you just, yeah. but like when you're asleep or something, it lets you use all of your brain. Definitely. I think it's also really cool how it's impossible to use more than one part of your brain at once, unless you're like, one part is really distracted, so the other part can focus yeah. on it, and I think that's very cool. I don't know. When Brains are cool. When you're asleep, it's crazy, and crazy stuff happens. For sure. What's your next quote, Bronwyn? The best thing about dreams is that fleeting moment when you're between asleep and awake, when you don't know the difference between reality and fantasy, when for just that one moment you feel with your entire soul that the dream is reality and it really happened. And that's by James Arthur Baldwin. Oh my gosh, that's almost the exact same thing as my next quote, but... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. Um, we'll read it. He is a, uh, a novelist, an author, and a playwright. James Arthur Baldwin is. But I do really like that moment when you first awake, especially like on the weekends or something where you don't get woken up by an alarm, you don't have that pressure to just like get up and you're not jerked out of sleep. But when you wake up and you just kind of feel that comfort yeah. of sleep and of your dream. That's one of my anecdotes as well, actually. Really? Yeah. And it's just like that, it's a sense of comfort and security and... You just kind of, if it's a good dream, that moment waking up and feeling kind of the, like the remaining happiness from that dream, or if you dreamt about someone. I've had that before where I've dreamt about someone who I haven't seen for a while, or or even just like one of my friends, and I've dreamt about them, and then when I wake up, I just was like, even, it's almost as if I had just hung out with them. Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of that comfort and happiness. For sure, for sure. But, and you're not like... I don't know, hit by the reality of the day yet? Yeah. And like those those five seconds between dreaming and reality as well, this was basically my anecdote, but like when you're not sure if what you just dreamed was yeah. real or if it was not, and if it was a good dream, when you figured out that it was a dream, you can still kind of, if you're still just half asleep, you can still kind of like 
relish in the yeah, happiness that that dream gave yeah. you and just like lying in, in bed and being cozy and so it was, it's a really good feeling yeah and if it was a bad dream once you realize that it was that a dream relief. that yeah. relief is amazing so it's like yeah. that right after you dream is always such a nice like it's emotion. it's a very unique feeling yeah. that i don't think can be replicated anywhere else except no. for those like five seconds between when you were dreaming and when you wake up yeah it's just very cool. blissful yeah What's so my next quote related is, quote my next quote is very oh wait oh no it's not that similar i thought reading the first couple of lines it sounds really similar but it's not it's not too similar um and it is it was that sort of sleep in which you wake every hour and think to yourself that you have not been sleeping at all you can remember that you're you can remember dreams that are like reflections daytime thinking slightly warped so there's a lot to that quote yeah um and i kind of like when you wake every hour and think that you have not been sleeping at all that's me that is a very a, a night of very intense dreaming i think where yeah. you're like you're constantly dreaming as you sleep um and but what i really loved about this quote was like you can remember dreams that are like reflections daytime thinking slightly warped which i absolutely loved because dreams no matter how crazy they are they almost always have some aspect of your real everyday life weaved into them yeah um and those are usually the ones that you remember so daytime thinking slightly warped as well a lot of times dreams don't make any sense but there's some aspect of familiarity even if it's just the fact that you were in the dream that's a part of your reality that the dream warped slightly so that it made it seem like this crazy dream and i so i just kind of love this way of describing dreams and also the like I have, it's very rare that I have the experience of, like, I'm constantly dreaming the entire night, and when I am dreaming the entire night, I usually only remember one or two of those. That's fair. But, um, the fact that when you wake every hour and think that you've not been sleeping at all because your dreams were so vivid and real, that's a pretty special feeling as well. Yeah. And, um, this quote was said by Kim Stanley Robinson, who was an American writer of science fiction. He has published 19 novels and numerous short stories, but is best known for his Mars trilogy. Hmm. His work has been translated into 24 languages, which is pretty darn cool, <laughs> I think. Um, I agree. Yeah, so I just thought that was a kind of cool quote. I was wrong. It wasn't completely related to it. It was good, though. Um, what's your next quote, Brahman? My next quote is... Dreaming is an act of pure imagination attesting in all men a creative power, which, if it were available in waking, would make every man a Dante or Shakespeare. And that's by H.F. Hedge. And I like this quote a lot. I love it. Because it's talking about the importance of imagination and creativity. And when you're asleep, your brain is given unrestricted ability to create whatever it wants to and be as an ima- as imaginative as possible which after a certain young age you're really not given the opportunity to to really do that yeah and um i don't know i like that it's this is showing how everyone has this creative power in them because when they're asleep they dream yeah. And it's just that when you wake up, you have a way of everyone, almost every single person has a way of living their life that, yeah, that suppresses that creativity. Um, but if we were able to harness that, like, 
the power that dreams yeah, can Yeah, because you. I couldn't come up with the things consciously that I come up with when I'm sleeping. No. And if I could, if I could harness that in, in waking, it's, I mean, it's saying that you could, every person could be Dante or Shakespeare, who both were in, known for their incredible uh, works of literature. Yeah, I love the idea that, um, first of all, that, like, it's kind of impossible to harness that yeah. power and imagination, but also that everyone has it in them. It's just that they, you know, the way they choose, either the way they choose to live their life or just they the way that they choose to suppress that creativity doesn't allow them to attain the level of imagination and creativity yeah. that they do in their dreams. But you know that everyone is capable of that because everyone dreams. So I think that it's a really cool quote. Thank you. Yeah, no, I just, I really like the idea that you, yeah, that, and also like the power of creativity, right? Yes, Because definitely. it is something that's certainly suppressed and it's not a skill that's, um, prioritized mm -hmm. in our society but we all have and creativity is incredibly important and I think it really is like even for practical matters it's important for yeah. problem solving it's important for jobs it's important for teamwork it's important for inventing things absolutely but we're Creativity is extremely important for society as a whole to move forward. Yeah. But I don't think it's something it's not that's taught. appreciated in, like, students. Or something that is, you know, like, rewarded. Because from a young age, it's, like, memorizing. Like, yeah, well, memorization is important. Yeah. It's, like, teaching you how to do things, not practicing something that you might already have. Right. So, yeah, I think that it's very... I like I that, like that quote. quote. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next quote? My last quote is, um, a dream you dream alone is only a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. And again, I know that for this we're focusing more on like sleeping dreams rather than aspirations, but this has a closer connotation to aspirations. Um, but like a dream you dream alone, it's a fantasy. As you said, it's something that, you know, doesn't, um, isn't real. It doesn't. It didn't actually occur, even though it may be based on true events in your life. But when you dream to do something in a group, or when you aspire to do something together, it has the potential to become real. And I kind of loved that um, this had the aspect of the power of teamwork. Yeah. And that can definitely be something that we should aspire towards. And working together can help these dreams become reality. So this was said by John Lennon who was an English singer, songwriter, and peace activist who co-founded The Beatles, the most commercially successful man in the history of popular music. You should know who John Lennon is without that description. Yeah. yeah um, what is that? Okay, wait. I'm... I find that interesting. Yeah, I really like that quote. Um, and I don't know, it's interesting because... I also, I, I disagree know. with it slightly. I disagree with it slightly as well. Because I think that you can still make a dream that you dream alone reality without having to share yeah. it with a group. But, but I think it, like, it sort of highlights the importance of teamwork. which I But like. it's also like, I don't know, a lot of my happiest dreams are involving people I care about. Mm -hmm. Or like a subject that I care about. And those are the ones that be, can be or can become reality. And I think, like, by together, I don't think it necessarily means, like, even a person. It's, like, it, I don't know how to describe it. But, like, 
if you and the sub if you dream about something that you care about then I think you're it kind of dreaming with it and it has the potential but if you just kind of dream about yourself sitting in a room yeah that's true kind of, that's a better way of looking dream. at it than how I described it but yeah I think you're right I yeah that's a I don't know I had difficulty saying it yeah no that's a better way of describing it yeah for sure so yeah what's your last quote Bronwyn um that's a good question my last quote is just a fun little quip. Um, the best reason for having dreams is that in dreams, no reasons are necessary. I love that. Yeah. It's fun to say. It's by someone with the coolest name ever named Ashley Brilliant. Oh my gosh, that is such a good name. Um, and... They are an author and syndicated cartoonist, born in London, UK, and living in Santa Barbara, California. But, again, because dreams aren't restricted by the... or suppressed by things like, while while you're growing up, you've been taught, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that can often restrict creativity. And because when you're dreaming, you're not focusing on anything. You're just letting your mind wander. You don't, your dreams can be anything and they don't yeah, need they any don't justification. They yeah. don't follow logic. Um, and that's what makes them so interesting and so confusing. And that's why it's hard to figure out what their purpose is. But it's because, like, you can do whatever you want in your dream. You don't have to justify it. You're not wasting time. You're asleep. Um, I don't know. It's just cool. I liked the name. I liked the. Yeah, it's a fun, it's like, a little snappy oxymoron. little. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's well said. It is well said. What's your last quote? I think I already did my last quote. Because I went first. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the last quote. Whoa. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That was a lot of... Um, yeah, sorry for so many quotes. Quipping. Anyway, Sophia, what's your anecdote? So I have a couple of anecdotes, a couple of dreams I can remember. Um... The two dreams that I have most often, although I haven't had these recently, which is probably a good sign, but um, uh, they're kind of negative, but it's, it goes with that sense of relief when you wake up. Um, so the first one is falling dreams. Do you have falling dreams? Only when I'm about to go to sleep. Really? Yeah. Oh no, I have falling dreams. I haven't had a falling dream recently at all. It's been like a couple of months, I think, since I've had a falling dream. But... Like, I will dream that I'm falling, whether it be, like, down... Once, I had a very vivid dream about I was in an elevator, and the lights turned off, and the elevator dropped. It was, it was terrible. But you feel like... Like, you know that sense in your stomach? That when adrenaline. Yes, but that's that feeling in your stomach. Yeah. Then I, I have a falling dream. I feel that feeling in my stomach in the dream. I wake up, and I'm still that, ter- like, adrenaline, nervous, anxious. And then I'm... So I'm so afraid. And then usually I just roll over and go back to sleep, and without any trouble but those are usually very vivid and very scary and I don't know why I have so many problems. Do you know why? Why? I don't know if it's falling specifically but dreams where you get that adrenaline rush where you're just kind of jolted awake or if mm-hmm. sometimes right before you oh, fall I always, asleep. I always you get wake up awake. right before I hit the ground and fall in dreams. So the reason is is your heart slows down and your breathing slows down when you're sleeping and sometimes your brain like pan- like thinks that you're dying and oh, so it sends really? an adrenaline rush to, like, restart your heart, essentially, and oh to, like, wake you up so you don't 
stop breathing or make sure that everything's still going normally and that like nothing stops so that's and i don't know if that's specifically just falling but that that adrenaline rush those dreams with the jolt of adrenaline that jolt you awake that's what it is Oh that my gosh, cool? that's so cool. And then it make that it's sort of weird that then the protons and electrons in your brain like make an image of you falling to make it more logical. I don't know if it's falling. It might just be when you're falling but, asleep and then it jolts and is like, ah, don't die. But oh, I feel maybe. like it makes sense for It me. makes sense, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty, that's really cool. Um, and then the second type of dream that I have pretty often are stress dreams. And I think yeah. everyone has stress dreams. Like dreams that are very, very vivid and really realistic where something terrible has happened. Yeah. Like I've had a lot of stress dreams where I've lost my phone and I couldn't find it. And then I wake up thinking like, oh my God, my family's going to kill me. Like this is yeah. terrible. Um, which those aren't very fun to talk about. But those, but again, like after those kinds of dreams are where it like takes me a full minute to be like, okay. I'm this that was a dream I'm alive yeah (laughs) my phone's right there like we're fine um so that's another type of dream that I get but my favorite type of dream are of course the happy ones and I love those um and for some reason I have a lot of really happy dreams about teachers this is bizarre like I don't I don't know why I think just because teachers are important to me and like I enjoy forming connections with teachers but um I, like, I had one very vivid dream where I was going back to visit my 7th grade teachers, and they were all, like, so happy to see me, and this was probably a couple of days before or after I had gone back to visit my 7th grade teachers, um, and then, but I woke up from that feeling so happy, and, like, I had another dream where I was hugging one of my teachers and just being like, thank you for being such a good teacher, and she was like, it's oh, funny. you're welcome. And then I woke up like, oh, I wish that had happened in real life. But it was really nice to dream that. And so those are some of my favorite dreams to get. It's funny because all of my dreams with teachers are stress dreams where they get mad at me. Yeah. Most of my dreams with teachers are like (laughs) weird, happy dreams. I don't know. That's nice. Very strange. And then the last anecdote that I had written down was um, just about basically what we've already talked about, which are like those five seconds between dreaming and reality where you're not sure if what you dreamed was a dream. And it's this weird state of when your brain is between conscious and subconscious, between sleep and awake, that is very unique to when you've just been dreaming and then you wake up. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Oh. What are your anecdotes, Roman? So, um, the first two things are just interesting things. Um, the first one are, like, the kind of those conspiracy theories of, like, dreams that, like, when you're dreaming, you're just living in an alternate reality or you're always dreaming, um... You're just, like, in your dreams, sometimes you go to sleep. And, like, all those, like, weird ones, right? (laughs) Um, Which, those are always fun and trippy. (laughs) But then, the second thing I wanted to say, talk about, was just a comedian who talked about dreaming that my dad and I heard um, in the car the other day. And they were saying how, the thing is with dreaming, you're always doing something. And you're always moving. And you're always doing something. And sleeping's supposed to be a time just to relax. And the yeah. comedian was saying how it's so annoying because he just wants to relax and just not think about anything. But instead, he has to dream. And he's <laughs> always having to think and always having to do things. And he wants to have a dream where he just watches himself sleep. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I don't know, it was just funny. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about were just my dreams um, that I tend to have. When I was younger, I suppose I had more nightmares. But oh yeah, I... 
like more than anything, I think I got annoyed by nightmares because I knew that they weren't real, but they were just frustrating. And what I kind of figured out how to do, and I don't really know how, is a lot of the time I would wake up just at the very stressful part of like those nightmares. So, or I would like start to wake up or I'd become somewhat conscious that it was a dream. And so what I started doing was like manipulating it so I could change the outcome. So I could, instead of being like chased by the bad guys and something terrible happening to me, I could instead be like, ooh, you know what? If I just take a left here and then a right here, I could probably hide here and then I could call the police and then we could we could save the day. And so I'd make it into like an action movie oh, and I would so have cool. fun with it. And I don't know like how I kind of figured out how to do it, but it's kind of like lucid dreaming, I guess. Yeah. But it turned it into like an action movie. So now I don't have nightmares because I can always make them fun. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, I do have a lot of stress dreams. Um, especially like right before school starts, I'll have stress dreams or I had one, we had a Greek exam a few weeks ago and right before, and I, there was like the teacher was sending out an email saying, be there at 725 sharp. We're going to start at 730. Um, this other teacher is proctoring it. I'm not going to be there. And I had a dream that I arrived at 733 and I went to the hallway, like the Greek hallway and I was like freaking out because I was like, oh, I'm late. And everyone was inside already taking the test and like the the greek teacher was like standing at the end of the hallway like glaring at me and like i walked in and it was like too late and i couldn't take it or like i was like oh no i'm too late like i can't go in i can't interrupt the exam and then i actually ended up like kind of waking up and being like wait no you know what i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna be like hey listen i know i'm late but can i just get started and then i did that and it was okay but like it was stressful and i woke up and then i ended up that literally more or less happened oh, to me really <laughs> well because i arrived at seven thirty, not seven twenty-five, and everyone was inside and i started freaking out because i thought it was too late but it was fine but yeah that was that stress dream but i also have extremely like hyper realistic dreams like things that could have happened in real life or just like they don't seem weird at all but yeah. can be really weird so i had a dream once that i was hanging out with my friend's family and playing smash bros with them (laughs) like their entire family who like i've met like once like i don't know them and then my friend left so it was just me and their family playing smash bros and her brother was saying that she'd collected that he'd collected all the pokemon and we were we're like no you haven't like we know that you haven't collected the pokemon and we got into this like whole argument over it and then i snapchatted my friend the next day i was like i had the weirdest dream about your family and like it was really weird and she was like it's really weird because that literally is something that could have happened and i just told my brother and he was just like well i never did collect all the pokemon (laughs) (laughs) and like i just have like really realistic dreams like that like a lot but i tend to those tend to be pretty funny um because they just like they're slightly weird yeah it's a little bit weird but like really funny yeah um yeah so dreams are cool dreams are cool um and then like we were saying just to add on a little bit have have you ever, I mean, I think you, you mentioned that you have, like, you think about something that makes you happy so much in the hopes that you yeah. dream about it, and then you do. It's always so satisfying when you do actually yeah. dream about what you want to dream about. I definitely have, and I just, I, it's always like, because it feels like you're living it, right? It does. It's like something, oh, I really wish this would happen. And then you're happy, happy when you wake yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. It's just really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Let us know what dreams you've had. Yeah, any, like, really bizarre ones or happy ones. 
It's yeah. pretty cool. Dreams are just fascinating to me. I think it's so cool that like the subconscious brain does this. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> it allows you to imagine all these crazy, crazy things. So let us know if you've had any dreams. Yeah. Tell us. You can email us if you've had any crazy dreams. Um. What else? Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at quotes.and.anecdotes. Follow our wonderful friend who did our cover art. You can find her on Instagram at dino.byte. Um, anything else? Email us, quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Check out our intro music, which is... Inspirational Life. And our outro music, which is... Blossoming Inspiration. And, yeah. Yeah, we hope you guys have had a good week. Yeah, I'm sorry, we were a little bit tired this week, but we hope that you guys are feeling energetic and ready to conquer the world. Thursday. Or, or the world. Please don't conquer the world because of us. Or at all. <laughs> <laughs> conquer the problems of the world. There you go. Have, just have fun. Enjoy life. Yeah. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, we can't wait. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. We, we hope you had fun because we certainly did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut. Ha ha, I did it this time. <laughs>